In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betch Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betch Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Big topics, three shows in like just as many working days. Lucky, lucky listeners. Uh, well, it was a big week and you were on vacation. <laughs> yeah. How was your vacation, Amanda? Yeah. Uh, it was great. I mean, as a workaholic, I certainly uh, spent spent some time on my phone, but it was lovely. It just went by so fast. I feel like I blinked and was back. It definitely could have been like a day longer. I was supposed to take today off too. I got back last night, but again, as a workaholic, I knew I was going to work today and I would rather like actually like use my PTO for a real day where I'm not going to work. <laughs> so uh, I'm back, but I was telling Elisa, I'm still vacation dumb. Like I'm saying all the wrong words today. Oh, I can't get anything funny. right. <laughs> Don't worry. We that's got funny. you. We're holding down the fort. Listen, I do mm-hmm. need to know though, where were you when you heard about the indictment? What was going on? In your Turks and Caicos <laughs> vacation we were, paradise. We were in our, you know what? You know what? This is actually fitting. And Millie will understand why. I was in a Sprinter van. Oh, <laughs> beauty lab and laser parking <laughs> yes. lot. As all, as all dramatic moments go in reality television, same with Trump and me, I guess. I was in a Sprinter van. And, uh, who else and was somebody, in the Sprinter van? Everybody, everybody. <laughs> you could tell who was on vacation mode based on like who reacted at which times. Cause like some people were sort of like, oh shit, this happened. And we're all like talking about it. And then some people like 45 minutes at the, later at the restaurant were like, oh, did, did you guys see Trump got indicted? <laughs> like, yeah. yes. Like, yeah. yeah. We did see. <laughs> we did see. I immediately, uh, yeah. And then it was so funny because like then within what, like 30 minutes, Gwynnison. Gwynnison. Yes, that was, that was so funny to me like the one-two punch of both of those <laughs> legal outcomes uh being announced and uh how did you find Astrology out did you see a, did you see a news alert or did someone I got a news alert you? you got a news alert. I think Mike got a news alert and then he immediately told me and then I probably got mad at him because he was one of the people telling me it wasn't going to happen that week <laughs> and I was you know planning like I was preparing myself that way so Mike is Mike loves you because any other person would not have told you so that they could enjoy their vacation just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Mike knew Mike knew you would he be did. mad at him he if knew. he didn't tell you. Feels like Mike can't win. <laughs> Mike Mike told you he's you know he whatever if he, he didn't tell enough. you uh, he wins enough. <laughs> I gotta. <laughs> No, Mike, Michael Jinn is fine. He is fine. He helped me out uh, and then he kept me calm and forced me to uh, not spend the whole night buried in my phone, which of course everybody here held down the fort. Uh, no worries at all. But I was just worried. I was like, oh my God, is he going to get like arrested immediately? So as soon as I read that, like it came out pretty quickly, like Tuesday, Tuesday's arraignment. Then I calmed down and felt like I could like relax yeah. and enjoy myself. Yeah. They were like, we can't do this when Amanda's not here. 
We gotta, exactly. we gotta wait. We gotta wait yes. till Amanda's here so that we can properly, you know, thank, her- thank you, Alvin Bragg. I really, <laughs> I read somewhere Appreciate though. It. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Cause I heard rumors that he's not going to have a mugshot. Right. Okay. So let's, we'll get, we're going to talk about Trump arraignment and we're going to talk about some, we're going to talk about, it's going to be a sports episode, heavy sports episode uh, today, but we are going to start with Republican Unot, which is related to the Trump arraignment. Marjorie Taylor Greene, can you not come to New York City? So Marjorie Taylor Greene has vowed to come to our anarchist jurisdiction tomorrow uh, to be present for the arraignment. (laughs) Mayor Eric Adams said this is the first time I think uh, Millie's going to agree with Eric Adams in a very long time. He said, you know, talking about uh, the arraignment tomorrow and any potential threats of violence, he said, although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech, she stated she is coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. She said that, first of all, it's so funny that she's coming supposedly for Trump's and like, like that is next level dick writing to be like, I must see daddy Trump get arrested. But also I'm like, Marjorie, you're here for the cherry blossoms. It's fine. They're beautiful. (laughs) It is cherry blossom season. We all want to see them in bloom, but I guess it sounds too, uh, snowflake to say that so you're instead saying you're gonna watch a man get arrested like lame I mean she can see her own cherry blossoms in DC aren't yeah, they famous true. for theirs but DC she probably has really the DC the has a really of nice. cherry blossoms but um I think it's very funny that Melania or like Marjorie Taylor Greene will be there, but I highly doubt that Melania. Melania's will be, no way. Melania, Melania is. Uh, she's probably in Turks and Caicos. If she Amanda passed <laughs> her by on her way out there. Melania, because, in turn, Amanda's got her news alerts turned up. Melania has blocked every single <laughs> Trump update. She don't even. She probably forgot it was Baron's birthday last week. Like she could not be give less of a fuck. She has never gone to True Social Exactly. She's never no. done shit. She don't even like Christmas. Okay. So- <laughs> she really does not care. She really she, does not do care. Do you? <laughs> I care a lot, obviously. Yeah, you care a lot. Because she don't care. <laughs> no. So um, if, if Marjorie Taylor Greene asked you for directions in the street, where are you sending her? Where do you think the worst place in Manhattan is? Well, I mean, the worst place to physically be in Manhattan is Times Square at any time of day yeah. or night. But um, honestly, that might be where I send her. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to unleash her on the people of New York, and the exactly. people of New York are not in Times Square, so she can go <laughs> over there. I think she and- like. Yeah, Ripley, believe it or not, or like exactly. Madame Tussauds, like M&M the Wax store. Museum, the M M&M and M store, which is the most popular tourist destination in the country, uh, the <laughs> Times Square M M&M and M store. Ask me how I know about that later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she can go to the M M&M and M store. She can go to the American Eagle and coffee coffee shop. <laughs> if she's asking for a good coffee shop, I'll tell her to go to the coffee shop that's in the American Eagle in Times Square. Say like that's the best. She can go to the Krispy Kreme in Times Square and pay twelve dollars for an apple, like a big <laughs> yeah. apple donut that comes or in a big shrimp. The bubblegum yeah. shrimp, that's the best. Oh, she, she would love Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Margaritaville has the best views in the city. 
See, yeah. I would send her to I would send her to Titanic, but I would tell her that it is just a classic retelling of what happened at the Titanic and just watch her implode. I was wondering, like, does she try to see a show or something while she's, she's in gonna New York? See but I feel like ever since yeah, I'm, she should see Parade, <laughs> which is about anti-Semitism. I she she should be made to watch Parade and write an essay. She but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a field I, trip, Marjorie. Exactly. This is actually an educational trip for you. You're gonna learn some stuff. We're gonna take you Send around her to the Tenement Museum. Exactly. Oh yeah, we should teach her. But. Um, I was I was like, oh, I wonder if she tries to see a show of any kind, like fucking like Wicked or something. And then I remembered, remember when Mike Pence went to go see Hamilton, Hamilton? and then they all booed, which was so crazy. I feel like now I think a Marjorie Taylor Greene perhaps knows, like, if I go to Broadway, they're going to come out and say something about me and talk shit about me, which she might yeah. want. Yeah, unless she's been here for weeks and she is the Broadway pooper. She's the Broadway she pooper. Be. MJ, yeah, MTJ, MTJ. Yes. There has yes. been several occasions of just people pooping at Broadway uh, yes. in the middle of Broadway shows. Once if, next to Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. If anyone's interested, uh, dear friend Katie Ruth Ashcraft is a writer yes. at Jezebel, and she wrote an entire kind of ret- a, a, a piece about this person who's been pooping in the aisles at Broadway and how several poops have been found, one of which was close to Hillary and Chelsea. Yes. Clinton. Whenever everyone at Jezebel is amazing, but whenever I send an, a Jezebel article, it's always her byline. Like, yeah, she's Katie's so good. Katie's she's so great. Friend of I the love pod. that she's writing there more. Like, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. We should we yeah, should yeah, get yeah, her yeah. Uh, back on. The, we should get her on the pod sometime. Yeah, Elise, where are you sending her? Also, you said Times Square. I'm, I'm definitely you said Times Square. Her to Millie, Times Square. same. Yeah, I mean oh, the American Eagle coffee shop. American Eagle coffee shop. If she's asking for directions. I would send her, yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking of, like, what's the most miserable place? And yeah, I don't want to drag any establishments, no. but, like, but also, guys, where she belongs. Millie Tamaris, don't know if you know this, Millie Tamaris worked at the Times Square Dave & Buster's for over a year. Whoa, I actually did not know that. That's Times Square Dave & Buster's and Times Square Dallas BBQ. So oh. she's familiar. Wow. So I'm telling <laughs> you, Saturday night... When you have to wait three hours for a table at Times Square Dave and Buster's, that's where I'm send, send, sending empty. Wow. And you don't think she's going to the Glossier store? Girl, <laughs> so, no, no, she is yeah. not glossed. Have you seen how dry she's dry to the bone? She is arid. The she's ap- like matte on matte on matte. Yeah, the it's opposite true. of the glazed donut look. Yeah, yeah, she's like crispy, need to crispy get her cream. into slugging. Somebody, please get Marjorie Taylor Green a skincare routine. I just feel like so people that, uh, people like Marjorie aren't going anywhere below Thirty Fourth Street. No. No. Well, she no. is because she's going to the courthouse. That's, That's the only reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to the courthouse. Okay, <laughs> because, okay. Because she has to appear to see her man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has to stand oh, by her God. man. So she's going It'll downtown. It'll be. But- <laughs> It'll be a show. It will be a spectator event. And of course, I mean, wherever she does does go tomorrow, she goes anywhere other than like out of her car into the courthouse. People, the people of this city, ma'am, are not just going to let you have a normal time. No, so, remember like anytime like Sarah Palin tries yeah. to go out to dinner. I remember she like showed up because she was she got like eight people COVID. Yeah. 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 And like she showed up unvaccinated, went to a restaurant. It's. It's yeah, my dad texted me, please get one million people down to the courthouse Tuesday to squish MTG like a bug. So um, that's my Well, dad, now you're on a watch Eric list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. I should take that yeah, out. Let's no, take no, that no, out. Don't take it out. No, let your dad stand in it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, also. Metaphorically squish her like a bug. 
like like honestly you i mean she's gonna crowd so you can't even wear a ma- an, like a maga hat in new york city i mean to my like mm-hmm. i cussed out a guy i saw i was at the dominican day parade and i made a left and got onto sixth or um fifth avenue to get a drink with a friend and there was a guy with a mag maga hat I cussed him out and I'm like, you want the attention? Here's the, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, you get a reaction. He yeah. I think- he wasn't, he was just a tourist, but it's just like so close to mm-hmm. Dominican Day Parade. I'm just saying you're going to get a reaction if you wear a MAGA hat in mm-hmm. New York City. If you're Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's like harassed, which also, I don't know if we want to talk about the 60 minutes of it all. Yeah. But- yeah. If you're Marjorie Green, who's like harassed children, gun survivors, and talking about grooming and sleeping with your CrossFit coach, people are going to have something to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. You know where I might? Okay. I'm going to amend where I change her. After Titanic, I'm going to tell her a great place for a CrossFit workout is the Equinox in the West Village. Oh, my God. And send her there and just watch her immediately get descended upon by the best looking gaze you've ever seen, just <laughs> screaming at her. That would be beautiful. I'm just fantasizing about it. Now. Yeah, I you're fantasizing because West Village Tower. Equinox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she'll go to Trump Tower. West Village mm-hmm. Equinox, she might have some fans, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Maybe in the like yoga lattes classes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. 
That's newly with two U's and enter the code feverdream 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code feverdream 20 Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Let's start, of course, or finish up with this Trump arraignment. This is going to be the sequel to the Trump indictment. And, you know, we did talk about the euphoria of that moment last week. Do you think the arraignment is going to live up to that moment? Or do you think, you know, it depends? I feel like it all depends. Like a Beyonce album, it all depends on the visuals we get. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hope they don't take him through some back alley. Like, right. he needs to get, yeah, some kind of, la- if they can put him in a laughing stock. Like actually, like with the hands and, the, and like hanging over, like that would be great. But you know, they're not. This is America, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I don't know if you guys know American Dream's not real, so we're not going to get that, unfortunately. But unfortunately, there's yeah, no there's nothing that would be. We're definitely not going to get anything that would be like the ultimate level of satisfaction. I also read that like it's kind of unclear if we're going to see his mugshot, if they're going to take a mugshot. I mean, technically, I guess the mugshot is supposed to be private, but everyone's like, if someone takes it, it's getting leaked. Like it's kind of we're going to get the mugshot. So it's kind of up in the air. Also, one of the things I read was that. The reason they're not take one of the reasons put being put forth for not taking the mugshot is that he's pretty universally recognizable at this yeah. point. <laughs> the yeah. point of a mugshot is to be like, this is what this person looks like just in case. That's what I read. So according to like New York changed its law in 2019 to basically prohibit the public release of mugshots unless there's like a law enforcement reason to do so, which I assume means like it's important for people to know what that person looks yeah, like. Yeah, someone's if on the run. Case you have someone if they're they're on the run, if they if you're charging someone who may you want more people to come forward. Everybody, nobody's like, Did you, have you seen this man? Like everybody knows. Everyone who that knows. Man he'll is. just go to McDonald's catering and he'll be there. <laughs> Smiling over his uh his fish fillets. So Trump's lawyers have said, we're getting some drips and drabs of what might we might see tomorrow. Trump's lawyers have said already that he's not going to be handcuffed. As Lee said, TBD, if he's going to walk into the courtroom like in front of media, as you normally see when they're sort of being like huddled over by their lawyers, or if he'll be granted a private entrance. And I think also like what he wants is probably different than what his advisors and handlers want. I mean, do you think he, if it was his choice, would make as big a spectacle as possible? Or do you think he wants it private? Like, what do you think? What do you think he thinks benefits him more? You know what's really interesting is Maggie Haberman, the Trump whisperer, <laughs> was on the Daily today talking about like, yeah, him and his reaction. And one thing that she said that I thought was really interesting is that she she basically was like his core uh, fear, his greatest fear is being publicly humiliated. Yeah. So... <clears throat> That's important context. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that ultimately, I think he's obsessed with the idea of how he's going to look publicly and the idea of what he would do if he walked in or if his mugshot gets released or whatever. But I think ultimately his fear of being humiliated is like he doesn't want to be in a public situation where he's not in control of what is taking place. And how he looks and how he's being, like, put out there. I kind of feel like this was a huge win for the New York district attorney. I think we've all, like, as a country and, like, with January 6th and with all this shit, we've all talked about, like, Trump needs to get arrested or he needs to face consequences. They've impeached him twice. It seems like nothing stuck. 
to him. So for this to get it, I mean, I know I was joking about the laughing stock earlier, but sometimes it's like sometimes the public needs a cathartic, actual visual thing yeah. for someone to receive some shame for us to be able to pr- process something and move on. Who knows if he's going to get jail time? We argue all the time. And by we, I mean, mostly me argue, is jail even effective? Does that really prevent crime? Does that people, do people get rehabilitated? No, you know, that's a different debate, but it's like, I know that like on one end, like we don't want this whole spectacle, but on the other end, it's like this very public footage that will exist of him getting a little ounce of accountability for some of the harm that he caused would be not only like an AG win, but also just a public thing that might be important for us as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just as iconic and it's just as tied to the Trump legacy as the grab them by the pussy tapes. But um, yeah. I can also see an argument for the other way of like, or, you know, he wants this, he wants to be like, you know, like this could be January 6th all over again. He wants this like public outcry and he wants his whatever. Um so I can see both, but a par- part of me is like, this is a big win. And like this big, having Trump walk through the front entrance and have that spectacle and all of that will be like a big iconic moment. Yeah. Even if we don't get to see it, like, I mean, I read like he has to go in an, a holding area before he's arraigned like everyone else. And that might be a cell. What is Secret Service? Did the Secret Service like go in with him? It is crazy. And like you said, like we all joke about how Trump is not a smart man, but he has like it's not an accident that all of his crimes have like very like he has found ways to evade like explicit prosecution because it's tricky to get people to understand what the crime was. And so it is so satisfying to see him finally like caught in one. I just hope, you know, maybe it's chronological and I've it feels like, and I've read like, you know, this is just the first domino to drop and the other ones are close too. like mm. election interference is around the corner. Mike Pence has to testify in front of one of them. Mm. Um, I saw a really funny TikTok where a guy has like a bunch of bottles of champagne that are all labeled according to his crimes. And just watching him finally be able to pull out the first one, I had that like really like euphoric feeling and cathartic feeling like finally just something. I mean, I also saw a picture over the weekend of all of his associates who are in prison mm. and the fact that like finally he he gets – again, we don't know if he's going to go to prison. This could even be a complicated case to prosecute. I don't really think Alvin Bragg would move forward if he didn't think there was a really good shot given the stakes. But weird cathartic moment, you know, seven years after that man was elected. And Michael Cohen's ass went to jail for a minute. So Trump's yeah. going to get something. Um, and I wonder if he's going to be like our other friend in prison, Andrew Tate, who's going to be <laughs> dictating truth social posts from uh-huh. prison. And Oh, I'm sure. I think, oh God, like the way that Andrew Tate looks like shit now, I'm wondering what Trump will look like oh. sans tanning bed. Hair color. Sans oh, like wow. hair dye and all that. Well, so, okay. Well, Michael Cohen's prison sentence was mostly house arrest and i think in a world where trump is convicted and has to do time it's going to be house arrest at mar-a-lago they're not going to put him for that yeah Yeah. which is kind of like the sad part of all this is he he did he he did game the system to a level of like he's now so important quote unquote by being a former president that he gets special privileges like 
not having a mugshot taken or not like having to act. He'll, he will be at Mar-a-Lago most likely for his prison. I don't know if maybe, I don't know if you have to do it. Like if you'd have to be in Trump mm-hmm. tower, that would be like really crazy, but I, Oh my God, that would be hell. Please. I, uh, yeah. If he's just up in there, here. like that would be so scary yeah. to just know he was there. Well, also I'm like, wouldn't the worst punishment for this man to be having to be in his house with his family like (laughs) all the time and also i mean house arrest has like we're just fantasizing and it's probably going to be very cushy for him but i'm like it'd be so funny if he has to do house arrest in mar-a-lago but he can't go to the golf course or to the pool or like anything fun he literally has to stay in the office in the house and just receive his guests yeah yeah. yeah, no, that's such a – I mean, a lot of people have said, you know, this man wants to be president because it's the only thing that protects him from criminal liability. And, yeah, I've never really thought about how the fact that he – just because he was for four years, he has really um, softened whatever blow he's ever going to get because yeah, he's, exactly. you know, he's a former like, president. Like the consequences that he will face just even like on a baseline of what he's looking at is so much less than like – I don't know, fucking, like, we talk about all the time, like, people who got arrested for weed or whatever have, Mm -hmm. like, been, had their mugshot taken, had their mugshot released to the public, had to go be in a jail cell, had to make bail, like, all of this different stuff that he's just not gonna, or be be held to be actually in prison, like, he's not gonna have to face any of that just because he was the president, and yeah, yeah. and I just think the thing that's comforting me as like the bleeding heart optimist person is that he um, it's soft in the blow. It's not getting rid of it, which is what a lot of people were scared of. And it's not softening the blow for the people that fuck with him. And it's making more it's making the list of people that want to fuck with him more like smaller and just more crazy people who don't give a shit about their reputation. Um, don't, you know, aren't going to like, don't people will not represent him. People do not want to sign anything because they see that if you represent Trump, your ass is going to jail. Trump's kids are going (laughs) to get fucked. Like all of the, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the, the, the circle is tightening. And just because, um, just because he's getting a softer blow, it's not protecting yeah. everybody. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. It is Anything wild. that makes him more toxic is good for the country. The degree to which every single person around that man has been arrested and <laughs> pled guilty and done crimes. It's like a mob boss. It's extraordinary. Level, where yeah. it's like yeah. every single person associated with you at a high level has pleaded guilty to serious crimes. Light treason. And, and again, you know, uh, all I can think about, I just like one of the things of Trump's legacy or presidency that's really stuck with me is, and we talked about it on the podcast, are those girls whose dad went to jail for seven years or 13 years because he participated in the insurrection. And they're like, it's crazy that our dad, like the guy who started all of this is seeing no consequences and we can't see our dad for seven years. It is. And it's like, he's getting to see like, again, that catharsis of like, 
you know, he's going to get something, but it's some accountability accountability. accountability. because we've been waiting for so long for any, and it does really feel like a, there's been phases of Trump. There was his campaign, there was his presidency, there was insurrection and post-insurrection. And now it feels like we're entering a a slightly different phase with a slightly new season, a new season of our lives with Trump. Yes, indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, dramatic pivot here, thankfully, to some women who are thriving this week. Women's college basketball players are thriving. This tournament has gotten so much attention. Honestly, like I've heard way more hype about this than the men's tournament. I think the men's tournament was just kind of weird overall. I know a lot of the best teams didn't really like go as far as anyone thought, but this women's tournament got record-breaking views. Tickets were exceeded the prices for the men's tournament at various times. And uh, last night, Louisiana State University Tigers defeated the Iowa Hawkeyes to win their first national championship, and they also became the first team to score over 100 points in a women's national championship. Like I said, at various points to this, more people were watching them watch the men's games. Like this is more people that had ever watched before. And we're going to talk about some of the reactions to the win last night and the players. But I, before we get to that, like just a moment to celebrate that and just how cool it is to even see this much hype around it. And that's kind of the point of our conversation. Like people are talking about about women's basketball, which is very cool and exciting. Yeah. Um, on Friday night, you know, I have a friend in town and she's like, hey, we're all going to be at this bar watching this women's basketball game. And I am I was already like, I was like, sure, I wanted to see my friend. But, you know, you go to certain bars because they have like ESPN 5 or ESPN whatever. Yeah. Like they don't have <laughs> all the channels that people have at home. But I was already shocked that it was on Sports Center. It was on the main like programming of ESPN. So I and it was a captivating game. Basketball is a super exciting sport to watch because every second count, every minute counts. Like who's winning for the first? Like it, it's all like very exciting. Um, so yeah, like even that shift of like wow, it's on Sports Center. People are talking and Justin. Before we get into the nitty gritty of like what happened on Sunday. It was just cool to see women coaches, women announcers, and like because the LSU coach has such a flamboyant wardrobe, you're really seeing all these uh, women, former athletes, speak, you know, speaking and analyzing the game, but also lean into their femininity. And like one of the bits of the ESPN show was like all the announcers were doing their best cosplay of the LSU. So like they're wearing hot pink blazers Mm -hmm. and all that. And it was just like, yeah, like it's just fun to see not only that, you know, we, you know, um, women's sports are being celebrated, but also like it's a celebration of femininity and what women can bring in general to things. Like we're not trying to be like the boys or be serious or whatever, like bringing that celebration of all different kinds of women and, and not shying away from the things that, you know, 
traditional femme stuff, but yeah. also celebrating sports sports womanship. I don't know. It was yeah. really exciting. Yeah. And for, for some reason, and and I feel kind of like old fashioned saying this and I shouldn't because this is part of the problem. But for me, it's still, there's something kind of radical to me just about watching all the men in the audience be so excited. Mm. Like it shouldn't surprise me that much, but to see the degree of enthusiasm that completely matches any other sport. And you see that for, you see that for, you know, like for the Angel City soccer team, like, like places that do have teams that get some investment, you do get crowds that are really enthusiastic, but I don't know what, why just like seeing, seeing like the, the male spectators be so hype about these players too and just have such reverence and, um, you know, bringing signs for them and like respecting and hyping them up just as much as the male players, um, if not more, because I think, you know, some of the teams don't completely parallel, you know, the men's and women's, which ones are the best. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like giving me chills and making me really excited. I was just, yeah. Whenever the first time you get to see that, I remember like the last women's world cup really affected me in that way and that way too. And there has to be like a first big one that gets all of that attention for it to be, you know, like, Oh, okay. It's kind of cool for other guys to see that and be like, oh, okay. Like it's not, it's cool to watch women's sports. Like it's man, it's a guy thing. Like you do the guys, like good guys do that. Like yeah, guys it, that like sports are watching all awesome sports. It yeah. reminds me of what we've seen with like the U S women's national soccer team and how like, I mean, really with these, like with a sport like basketball, with a sport like soccer, it's like, why would a woman's game be less exciting or interesting to real fans of the game than a men's game? Like there's no reason. And it seems like we're slowly starting to see in these individual sports with like these star players get like getting a lot of attention that people are starting to come around and realize like, oh, wait a minute. If I enjoy watching a basketball game in which men are playing basketball, I can also enjoy to the same level a game where women are playing basketball. The same I, things are happening. I think one of the more striking moments for me in watching the game on Friday night was seeing Caitlin Cook, which we're going to talk about. Clark, sorry. Uh, her entire family there wearing her jersey. And in points where, like, again, that game was so close up until the last minute. Um Seeing her brother, like what looked like her older yeah. brother, like tearing up and so nervous for her and like getting that strong family support. And, you know, I was watching the game with queer women who played basketball in college and they're so excited to see like to see that yeah. the, the game they played is getting so much hype. But again, just to see that family support for what. And, you know, and I don't, you know, want to like project too much, but it's just like, I know growing up, my, my games were not like a big family event the way that my brother's games were. Yeah. And like, I know maybe a lot of other girls can, and women can like identify it with this, but it is just really cool to see not only like male fans that have nothing to do, but also like really strong family support. Exactly. Like, it's just like, the tide has shifted and it's just cool to to sit with that for a little bit and it's like damn this is awesome yeah like it's not like it's no longer like a courtesy like you're not like being a do-gooder by going to a women's basketball game like you had to pay five hundred dollars to yeah. go to that basketball game yeah so you know an interesting thing about this tournament is it kind of highlighted that you know what what else got attention on this tournament some of it was i mean a lot of it was has been called the clark effect i think a lot of players um you know brought a lot of attention to this but 
there were some things that made a lot of prominent white men big bad last night. So they got very mad over a gesture one player made to another during last night's game. LSU's Angel Reese, who I also love how she always wears uh, falsies when she plays. I don't know. She needs to share what glue she uses. She made like, was this a podcast, but you probably saw it. It's like a you can't see me gesture. Apparently, this is borrowed from wrestling mm-hmm. to Iowa's Caitlin Clark, who has kind of been like the, the star of this tournament. I think she was the AP player of the year and then pointed to her ring finger, signifying that they were about to win the championship. Angel Reese doing this was a direct reference to a, a similar gesture, the same gesture, part of it, that Caitlin Clark made in a previous game, uh, just sort of like taunting her opponents. Clayton Clark has also like dismissively waved off opponents during this tournament before. Like at one point, she literally like waved off the person that had the ball. And there have been a few other instances of players confronting each other lightly during games or afterwards. Like there are tensions. It is sports. These people are competing against each other. They might not like each other. They might make each other mad. Mm. And also some of that is what makes people tune in. So, But nothing, uh, nothing has received the reaction that Angel Reese's gesture did. I'm sure that some people have criticized Caitlin Clark's oh also Caitlin Clark if you don't know is white and Angel Reese is black Um, (laughs) yes you have to say that (laughs) yes as we as we continue this so I'm sure that some people have probably criticized Clark when she did this or criticized the coverage of it but I did not see that from Dave Portnoy or Keith Oberman who last night railed against Angel Reese for doing this gesture Portnoy called her a classless piece of shit and Oberman called her a fucking idiot so very very harsh words. Olerman later tried to backtrack this after realizing that Clark had mocked other players too, um, saying that actually neither woman should do that and the media shouldn't cover it. So people who reacted negatively to Reese but not Clark's, I heard from a couple people like in the DMs or just seeing people tweeting about it, say that it's different to mock a player at the end of the, to taunt a player at the end of the game when you're clearly going to win or like after you've won that's like a really sad moment for the other team. Some people said, you know, it's different at other points in the game when you're just trying to like get in their head. That really just feels like splitting hairs. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry. That's like, that gets a big eye roll from me. Yeah. Like, okay. I see where you're coming from, but how do you know that like, yeah, I I don't think it, I think if you're going to reject it, then you reject it the whole time. And then we have a broader conversation of whether we should all be rejecting it. But the reaction, I mean, everybody point plenty of, People pointed out this is a fucking nasty racist reaction. Yeah. And again, uh, you know, watching the game, like it was really, really jarring. I mean, and Black Twitter had this whole moment, but on Friday, um, Iowa team is mostly white. I think there's one black player, and the team they played against uh, had a. Iowa, really? Iowa, I know. But the team they played against, South Carolina, all black. And, and black coach. Um, and the the coach was a former WNBA player, and um, uh, they had a perfect perfect record, South Carolina, until the Iowa game. They hadn't lost a game for a year. So, um, what was interesting about like that specific comment is that that game was neck and neck the whole time, and Caitlin was talking trash. She like literally up until the last minute at last 10 seconds they were they were like back and forth and caitlin took the ball dribbled it a few times and then almost took her shirt off to like celebrate you know what i mean so it's so funny she was so arrogant it was so and it was just jarring for me to like all these people celebrated this all white team beat this all black team like (laughs) and like somebody tweeted like someone stop this white woman you know what i mean it was like really funny there's all these funny memes (laughs) but 
for Caitlyn and everyone, it was all this celebrated and everyone's like, she can't be stopped. Caitlyn, like, Caitlyn scored so many points. Caitlyn's amazing. Caitlyn's the goat. She's so cold. She's so cold, blah, blah, blah. Then you have yesterday for LSU to beat them by 30 points. They Like, if you're, they're ahead 30 points, you're ahead 20 points. They're not going to win. Like, you're not going to win. Like, clearly, it's not, it doesn't matter, like, how many, whatever timeouts you get. Like, it's not going to happen, you know? So I think it's really, it's really interesting that they're like, oh, well, you know, when you know that you're going to win, it's just like, LSU is a better team. Like, it wasn't neck and neck. They were winning for most of the game. So it, it is literally Angel Reese, too. She's a supreme player. She's 6'3", you know? She's very, like, confident in herself. So it's like, to see, like, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark That's has the been real getting, problem, exactly. right? But Caitlin like, Clark's yeah. been getting all this, like, attention and all this thing and trash talking. And to have Angel Reese is like, no, bitch, I'm better than you. Look at me. I'm going to get the ring. You're not, like... Is that's the problem though? That's what's getting people like upset and all riled mm-hmm. up, and they can't say it. Well, my other question is like, it does. Am I wrong in thinking Caitlin Clark is not like angry that this exactly person did no? This ge- like, I don't think so. She, she, she hasn't, hasn't said, said anything. anything. Like you hurt my feelings, and like in I which don't case think- the res- right. I, I, it doesn't seem like the player it it's weird to me for it to not come from the players and for it to just come from two random men who are watching the game like if the if the if the players were saying like I feel like there's a problem with the trash talking that's been happening then that would maybe be a different story but it's like for just people who are not on the receiving end of the ring gesture or whatever to be like using pretty it being like you're a fucking piece of shit it's like that is so like that that is so out of bounds not to be uh not to use a pun here but that is (laughs) (laughs) pun intended but yeah it's just like the players aren't crying about it i don't know right millie sent us a clip from i think it was a few days ago it was before this happened right Um, where I i think that was after Okay, well, Caitlin Clark is being asked, like, what do you think about, you know, some some of this stuff getting attention? She was like, it's good for the game, like the passion. And like, if, if people are going to tune in next year because they want to see how Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese react to each other, that's good for the that's good for the game. So, you know, I think this kind of kind of speaks like more broadly to, you know, how the media kind of covers women's sports generally. And also before before we move on, I also think like, Caitlin Clark's obviously an incredible player, and I think the Clark effect definitely had a real impact. But I just also found myself thinking the whole time, just trying to be really careful about giving, you know, like basketball is mostly black players, Mm -hmm. and there is something to this year at getting the most attention when the most iconic player is a white woman in Iowa. And I think that, yeah, just like bear, bear that in mind. Like there's been, these games have been really exciting all of the time. So like, I think, of course, people are going to feel some type of way and feel even stronger when this person has been getting so much attention and adoration the whole tournament. And the second somebody dares to do what she was praised for, they're called these terrible, terrible, terrible names. Um, well, yeah. You know, this- and Angel's a better player. <laughs> she won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She so I want to talk kind of like, yeah, she has the ring. <laughs> I don't know. When I saw her do that, I was like, if I were, I was like, oh, nice. That's a great, that's a great callback. <laughs> Yeah, she got the ring and also 
You're losing by 30 points. It's not a surprise that you're going to lose the championship. Earlier, another game, another game, Caitlin said to an opponent, like, you're losing by 15 points. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. So whatever. But for me, you know, for me, it just, again, Caitlin, Caitlin said this in her interview, and I know you already said this, but it's just like, I'm really looking forward, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. it just really makes it look like Caitlin and Angel are going to get signed to the WNBA. And I'm excited to see, like, this is not the end. Like, this is a very common thing that happens in male sports where it's like two star players. Then you see them play professionally together. They might be on the same team. They might be like, that's part of the world. But because it's women's sports, people have such a like... It's like, you should be happy to be there. You should be happy to get any attention. Like, girls don't act like that. We're supposed to behave whatever. And it's just like... Right. Well, also, it's not not women's tennis doubles at the country club. This is their job. This is how they are getting their free education. This is how they are hopefully setting themselves up for their livelihood, for their job in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not like a fun game of girls, of horse between the girls. Like, let them... It's funny you say tennis because I feel Mm -hmm. like we saw a lot of similar things happen to um, Serena Williams where it's like, and like other tennis, women tennis players have been policed a lot about just like how they express frustration if they like make noise as they're playing tennis and contrasted with like male players who have become famous because of how pissed off they get on the Mm -hmm. court. And it's like, rivalries between two I'm not a sports historian but rivalries between two star athletes who are really good and really like shiny and have that like star quality are in men's sports the some things that make for like iconic seasons and like things that they're like they are become really memorable sports moments that like fans are able to rally around that push the league to like new heights of people paying attention and watching. So it's just like to try to tamp down on the ability for these two female players to have what is ultimately a good natured rivalry between the two of them. Like they're not saying fucked up stuff about each other. They're being like, I'm going to win the game. That's not that crazy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) also like, Considering especially college sports, which is like, how, you know, how moral is that? Are these kids getting paid? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like college sports, I think even as, as like, whatever, latest last year, people were like, at a college basketball game, everyone's like shouting racial slurs and all this stuff. You know what I mean? For to So it's like, not you guys, like, not right. the same fucking sport that has people yelling racial slurs or like, go back to your country to like Puerto Rican people and all this shit. Like, shut up. And also, mm-hmm. like you're saying, Elise, it's true. Like, if there's two superstars in a basketball team too, like, when one team has a big basketball star like LeBron James and another team had, this is very dated, but a Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, when those teams would play against each other, those tickets sold more because of the rivalry, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, and again, I'm interested in the future after it was so interesting because at the, at the like bar, as I'm talking with people, we're like, damn, we should go see some New York Liberty games. We should this or we should that and all this. And it's like, yes, of course. Like, this is what is important. Not, you know, and also like Mm -hmm. Dave Portnoy watching women's sports, like, uh, bar school sports. Like, (laughs) yeah. And getting, 
pissed off about decorum. Like, get the fuck out of here, bar dude. At, this oh, guy's like God. literally right? evil. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. are you for real that you're gonna be mad? Matt again at a gesture that like what they're saying back and forth to each other is like, I'm really good at basketball. I'm gonna win the game. Like, they're, they're like, you're a dumb whore, yeah, bitch. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, would, that would I'll, be acceptable. I'll, I'll love that. Yeah, he would love yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I'll kill your mom. Like, just like, they're not <laughs> saying crazy stuff to each other. They're saying like, look at me. I'm good at basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we kind of touched on this, but I think as women's sports gets more popular, these conversations are going to come more. I mean, I, I follow the Just Women's Sports page and they will post, you know, bad fouls, not really like on court or on field, like fights on sports, but just like really tense moments that don't really put the women players in always a flattering light, but is part of the game. And they always have a lot of comments that are like, why do you do this? This is bad for women. There's still time to delete this. And I'm always kind of conflicted about it. I think it's clearly a very intentional approach. And as we've been talking about this more, you know, I don't think it's probably always like appropriate, but like it, it is just interesting to sort of consider as the media actually pays attention to this, you know, you know, ESPN posted the clip of, you know, Ashley Reese doing that and it got so many views Angel. and, you know, it was partly, oh, Angel I'm sorry, Reese. Angel Reese. And some people said, why are you even focusing on this? But, you know, I, I just sense that the pages that are posting that know that this is, you know, an order, real equality is actually treating it the same as you do how you cover the boys and you do get more attention. Obviously, and, you know, we're in the news business. We know that you don't always want to be inflammatory just yeah, to get course. more attention. But it is an interesting balance that, you know, once you think about it more, the actual like path to equality with men is not as clear. It's not like women empowering women and never being mean to each other yeah. and only lifting each other up. But it's like, you know, nothing fucked up was said. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, as we have conversations, this is a conversation that is happening in many different, like, even as we talk about, you know, TVs and movies that represent women and have flawed characters or like even people of color or like representing all black women, you know, these are conversations that people have as media, the media landscape becomes more inclusive. But just to call back from a few weeks ago, I guess, Amanda, according to the UN, we're not allowed to ha- give equal coverage for the next 300 right. years because women aren't going to be truly Listen, equal. we have to bridge that gap by <laughs> fucking with each other and... <laughs> And taunting each other on the basketball field. If that's what it's basketball field. The basketball field. We're doing oh. we're doing our best. We are doing Listen, our best by covering our, sports. Our sub listeners and audience members that are into sports, they they are so parched that we give them like a little bit and they're like, thank, thank you. you. So they are going to be, we have fed them. You are fed. <laughs> we will do not ask us for other content until the Super World Bowl. Cup is coming up, and then the and then the uh, and then the Olympics are next year. They're already coming back. Yeah, so we're not going to cover shit until the Olympics. <laughs> we'll be back for the Women's World Cup, <laughs> which I what, the annual four years where I question my sexuality the most. <laughs> All right, that is our show. We will be back on Thursday. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.